This episode of the Twin City Tone Podcast is brought to you by the following. Is it time to sell your home and upgrade to a new one? If so, call the only agent the Twin City Tone Podcast trusts. Tim Sheets of Remax Results has been serving the Twin Cities for the past decade. Give him a call at 651-578-2277. That's 651-578-2277. Or find him at SheetsSells.com. That's Sheets with a Z. Ill clothing. Are you an artist looking to brand yourself? Or maybe you have a brand and want to expand your network? If so, come down to Ill Clothing, home of Ill Cartel Music. Your one-stop shop for music videos, photo shoots, flyers, graphic design, and all your recording needs. Maybe you're looking to rent out a spot for your video shoot, listening party, or other private event. Come check us out at Ill. 522 North Concord, South St. Paul. For more info, call 651-734-5847. Now affiliated with Long Doe and Cherry Sky Studio. Ill gang, ill lifestyle, ill everything. Yo, well, let's get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip hop means everything to me. This is my culture. Ha. Crazy man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Hey. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. I feel like I'm not. Like a criminal investigation. <laughs> the interrogation room. Yes, I did yeah. not commit uh, postal fraud. Back, back at it once again. Twenty Tone Podcast, episode number forty-four. Hey. Yeah, special guest in the building. Shout out to Jimmy two times. Hey, what hey, up, man? Jimmy. What's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, yo. Yo, before we start, if you're not following me, make sure to follow me at Twin City Tone on all social media, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Yes. Those. Subscribe and leave us a review. Wiz, my co-host, we're going to follow yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. You can follow me at BigWiz612 or just BigWiz. You'll find me. I'm all over the place. And I want to say happy birthday to hip-hop real quick. 45 yeah. years. Right. Happy birthday to hip-hop. Jimmy, where can they follow you, man? Uh, you can follow me at Jimmy Two Times on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I wasn't quick enough with the handle, so it's Jimmy Two Times MPLS. Somebody really snatched up the Jimmy Two Times handle. Oh, that's all day, man. Yeah, like, that's that, why that's I have the six one two. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Snitched up. They snitched up. They snatched up my big whiz <laughs> on a couple of them. I'm saying, man, that's how they do it. And then, but I was the first one to get Jimmy Two Times on Twitter. So all the way back in go. 2008, yeah, there's right. a rapper named Jimmy Two Times from the South. Yeah, and he had to spell his name with a Y. Just mm. so he could get the Twitter handle, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. So, yo, um, I mean, let's just start with that. Jimmy Two Times, the name. Yeah. It's from, from the movie, I would take it, right? Right, it's from the movie Goodfellas. Um, Classic movie. Yes, if you've never seen the movie Goodfellas, come on. Yeah. Just, Wake up. What are you even doing here if you haven't seen the movie? Yeah, I'm saying, it's like, if you listen to rap and you haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a scene in Goodfellas. Uh, it's when uh, Ray Liotta uh, is... is um, Taking uh, his date to um, uh, the no wait am I getting this wrong? I don't. Well, think anyways, it wasn't during the date. It wasn't during the date. It wasn't during the date. That's the long shot. I'm getting mixed up. Mm -hmm. But they're going through and uh, naming off all the uh, the, the other, mobsters, the, the mobsters, mobsters, yeah, the other uh, the the good fellas, the good you know fellas, I mean? yeah. And uh, there was Nikki Eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was uh, uh, Frankie the Wop, that was Sally Balls' brother, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And of course, there was Jimmy Two Times, who got that name because he said everything twice. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Get the yeah. papers, get, get, the the papers, papers. get the papers. And so, basically, man, I watched that movie a lot growing up. Um, Hell I'm, yeah. I'm Sicilian and Greek, and okay. so it's just like my pops was reading the book of Goodfellas. It's called Wise Guys. So I yeah. remember that book always being around when I was a kid. And... Uh, you know, I repeat myself a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes. You might know that tone. Uh, it comes from all the uh, all the herbals. You know what I'm saying? I just <laughs> shout out to the herbals. Shout out to the herbals. And um, you know what had happened was I just ended up repeating myself a lot. And uh, my roommates at the time were like, "Yo, Jimmy, two times over here won't stop telling the same story." <laughs> and so from there, it was just like, "Yo, it stuck. It stuck." And That's that, when I when I had to start, or not when I had to start DJing, but when I did start DJing, because mm -hmm. I love this shit. Come on, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was just like DJ Jimmy two times all day. That's know? what it is. So that that's how that came to be, and uh, you know, it's like it's a real person name. It's got a number in there. Numbers yeah. are very hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to have a number in your name. You know, right. Come from that era, you know? So, yeah. That's cool, man. So, that's been your name the whole time. Like, you never had another DJ name. It's I always been Jimmy Two-Time. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's one, of the, one of the rare cases, man. <laughs> right, right. You right. know, Goodfellas 2 is such a classic flick. As 
as a kid growing up, there was like two or three movies that made me hate a character. One of them was Juice. I hated Bishop after yeah, Juice. for sure. And one of them was Goodfellas. I hated um, Ray Liotta's character, uh, Henry Hill. Because he, he snitched on the whole squad. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy how a movie can make you actually dislike that person. Not I liked Pac later, but I just literally hated Bishop. Like, oh, man, yeah, oof. Man. And I hated Henry fun. Hill, man. That's crazy. Yeah, Henry Hill, he... Um... Yeah, man, the book... Because he got you to love him through the whole movie. That's what hurt the worst. I know, I know, I know. I felt like he had betrayed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Personally. I was, you know, when he kind of said that at the end, when he's like, I got to live the rest of my life like a schnook. It's like, well, yo, your friends are in jail, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. You sent your guys to the clink, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly, exactly. Can can we... I want to talk about, like, favorite movies, but since we're on the topic of snitching, can we talk about snitching for a second here? Why are you bringing up with me, Tone? (laughs) Jimmy, listen. Because <laughs> I, I think this often gets misconstrued in hip-hop, like the whole stop snitching movement. Uh-huh. Like, yo, if you're a civilian and you're not in the life right. and you call the cops, I don't consider that snitching. No. But if the three of us go and rob a bank, right? And, and I get caught. And Wiz gets get caught and Jimmy and I get away and Wiz is like, yo, I know who else it was, was Jimmy yeah. and Tone. That's snitching that's because right. you took the risk f- knowing that, yo, you might get caught. Right. You entered into that agreement. So you snitch. That's snitching. That's, yo, definitely the, that's definitely yeah. the um, the the code right there. Like, yeah, you can't be mad at a grandma no, if she you, knows who smashed the back windshield and stole her, her yeah. stuff out of the car. You right. can't be mad at her But if that. you were working at the bank and it got robbed and then you see... Yeah, they did it. I don't think that's snitching. You work at the bank. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I just wanted to clear that up because, like, a lot of these guys out here, oh, snitch, snitch, snitch. Yo, if you're a civilian, I don't really think it's snitching. Right. What did Cameron say on, what was that on uh, CNN when they asked him, if you you knew a murderer or a kidnapper lived across the street from you, what would you say? He's like, nah, B. I ain't no snitch or something. It was so classy. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yo, if I know somebody's like touching kids, I'm fucking telling on you, bro. Yeah, that's not a a snitch situation. That's a hero. Yeah, Yeah, that's like, like, that's that's bringing somebody to justice. Yeah. Yeah, Ill person. If you're a fucking child molester, if you're a rapist. That's heroic. You you don't get points for that. I'm snitching on you all day, man. I don't want you on the streets. You get get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nah, we don't need that. We don't mm. need that man. But no, I think the people just yeah they 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 make they got a misconstrued. It started from you know like you said the streets and and crime and shit like that and yeah, people just think normal shit is snitching. Like no, that's exactly what you said. If I know that you're a menace to society and you're fucking out here doing yeah. the worst shit and and just a piece of shit, yeah, you don't deserve to be in these streets, man. No, not at all. Not at all. But if you decide to choose that life and you're in that game and you're you're doing dirt and you get caught up, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. That's what lawyers are for. Adriana LaServa on The Sopranos was snitching. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Big, big Pussy Bomp and Sarah oh, was that's snitching. Right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> I know a little bit about The Sopranos, so we can get into that later. But that's that's the real snitches out here. Like what right. was saying, if the grandma calls the police on somebody who smashed her windshield, man. Right. Yo. That's what she's supposed to do. Y'all just trying to live out here, man. That's right. right. That's right. The Sopranos, yo, that's probably, and, and I don't want any spoilers because I've never seen Whoa. the last season. I haven't oh, seen the man. last season. I've seen everything but the all right. last season. All right. Well, yo, the last season is probably one of, probably the strongest. To me. Yeah. To me, it is. The last yeah. season. Yeah. You've seen them all like with? No, I have not. Have you seen Ooh. any of the Sopranos? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yo, it's it's an amazing show. Yeah. It's probably that. my favorite. And I don't really get into shows like that. Okay. But uh, The Sopranos is probably my, my top show, man. It's probably I fuck my with The Walking one. Dead too, though. I fuck yeah. with The Walking Dead. Wait, what? what Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah I see, stopped. I mean, no spoilers on that either, because I'm like, I'm like three or four seasons behind. See, now. I stopped after I season do. seven. I can't do it no more. Oh, I don't even, stop, oh, I don't even know if I made yeah. it to season yeah, seven. See, I didn't even, I didn't even fuck with. I used to read the comic books. It used to be. A whole I heard the comic story. books were dope. I don't. I didn't. The read comics them. are super dope, but you know, I just kind of fell off with those two because it's only so many times that. You know, you can tell a story of, right. you know, setting up shop somewhere and the zombies come in or, you know, and people take are over. terrible yeah. and tell that story again. So it was just kind of like, yeah, it got redundant for me after a while. But, you know, I'm into all the nerdy shit. Like, I'll watch Game of Thrones. And, so you know. I'm into um, this new show called Snowfall. Okay. I don't know what it's called. Snowfall. I heard um, about John that. Singleton wrote and directed. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. It's about the early, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, West Los Angeles, California, when the cocaine was introduced to the hood, oh, wow. and then when they figured out the crack recipe and 
how the CIA brings it here and gives it to the hood. It's crazy. It's a really dope watch. It's only in the second season, too, so you can catch okay. up quick. I think there's 10 episodes in season one, but I literally watched episode one, and next thing I know, it's 5.30 in the morning, I'm finishing episode seven. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's that good. Like right, right. they end, You know how those shows are. They end the fucking show with and the most suspenseful the shit where you got to start watching the next one. And yeah. So, yeah, it's a good show, Snowfall. Snowfall. What's it on? It's on FX. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. I'll keep it. Snowfall. That sounds good. Yeah. Word, word. So what are your, yo, what are your top, uh, give me your top five movies. Oh, wow. Okay. Top five movies, man. Of all um, time. Of all time? Jesus. And they don't even necessarily have to be, since we're talking about movies, they don't necessarily have to be like gangster, mob. Yeah, yeah, top five. Because it's not going to be, I'll tell you that. Because yeah. I got, because I'm, I'm, I'm way dorkier than that. Um, <laughs> I mean, Empire Strikes Back is probably number one. Okay. I can't front. Classic. Yeah, that's my, yeah. Uh, bro, I don't know, man. You got, uh, I mean, pretty much like the, the it, 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 like with Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, it's pretty much like off the wall and thriller for me. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Right. Like those are like pretty pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of tough to, to pick one. So yeah. those are probably top two for a tie. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, Goodfellas is in there, definitely. Um Yo, okay, I got one. I got one in my top five, and it's really obscure. What you got? It's this weird-ass movie, man. It's called The Burbs. The Burbs. Oh, I love that Tom shit. Hanks. I'm Tom Hanks. Yo, you know The Burbs. The Burbs is classic. <laughs> the weird neighbor that yeah, across man. the street. And the, yo, yeah, yo, man. one of my favorite scenes in that shit. I actually, there's a couple at the end. When like the kids, he's like, "Hey, Pinocchio!" Yeah, and where are you away, going? And he slips. Yo, me and my brother used to rewind that scene all the time and just crack up. That's Bro, just hilarious. That and you know, and you know, it's fucked up, man. I watched that movie recently. Like it was like, I got home from DJing, and I was just <laughs> like, I put that movie on. It's just it's a classic. And I was gonna add in the Goonies too. Um, Goonies is classic. Yeah, I got all the like '80s like dorky kid movies yeah. on lock, you know. So, um, uh, uh, what were we talking about though? The burbs, no the burbs. Yeah. Yo, do you remember when Tom Hanks was sipping his orange juice? Super <laughs> awesome. Listening to Mr. Rogers. <laughs> he's like, pause. Like, and he presses <laughs> the beer can. Well, yo, here's the thing. So I watched that movie recently, right? And Bruce Dern, he's the guy who plays uh, uh, Lieutenant Rumsfeld, the yeah. crazy, hey, Pinocchio, yeah, yeah, yeah. where are you yeah, going? Yeah. You know, that dude. So... I was watching that and I'm like, man, and it kind of, this is where it got fucked up for me. And this is where the world we live in now. But he walked out of his house. You know how he walks out of his house in the opening scene of the movie? If you haven't seen the movie, go watch The Burbs. It's on like, it's on Hulu right okay. now. So, um. And don't he step in? Well, no, he, st he steps in shit. But he, yeah. he, he walks out and he's got his American flag. He's like a retired uh, army yep. guy, right? Uh, and, and I'm just like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, fuck. I'm kind of thinking this guy would be like a Trump supporter now. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just like, damn it. I'm like, because you think, I'm like, wonder what wonder what happened to that character, Rums, Rumsfield. Right. I mean, he's like raising his flag. He's retired on, you know what I mean? And he wants his lawn to be perfect. I'm like, oh, I bet that motherfucker voted for Trump. Like, he's a fictional <laughs> character, you know what I mean? But I'm just like sitting there going, I don't know if I can watch this movie anymore, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. just like, the real world invading our childhood favorites. I know, right. I, mean, I didn't even think crazy. about it that way, yeah. but that's real, man. Yeah. He probably would have voted for Trump. I know. I Damn. hope not, though. Maybe maybe his neighbor, Ricky Butler, you know what I'm saying? Was his last name Butler? Yeah, Ricky Butler. That was Corey Feldman's character, Ricky Butler. See, I know way too much about it. Maybe this is my favorite movie. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my last name is Butler. I didn't know that, man. Hey. Hey, Ricky Butler. Okay. So the Burbs, yeah, wow. Classic. That's a classic, that's man. A classic. That's a classic. Yeah. And, um, man, one, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got like you know, d dork dorky eighties movies like Yo, that. Did you ever see the uh, Garbage Pail Kids movie? <laughs> oh you, man, you remember that movie? Yo, I remember it, but I don't like remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember images in my head of like these grotesque. You know, garbage pail. <laughs> did, right. you, did you collect the cards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You actually got a dope album cover that was like Nixon yeah. with the uh, garbage pail. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was good, but it was it was entertaining. <laughs> it was yeah, I think that that was uh, that was a moment in time, man. For sure. For sure. <laughs> what about um? I think like for me, I think Back to the Future is in my top five Ooh, for sure. Yeah. How did I forget that one? Back to the that Future. That was classic. Talking classic. about dorky eighties movies. That's that's like that's great. I fucking love that movie. Y'all ever man. seen True Romance? I've nah, seen True Romance. I've never yeah. seen Great that. movie. Yeah, that is a that's good in movie. My top. Um, 
Back to the Future, though, yeah, I have fond memories of uh, watching that on HBO. Remember when you were a kid? HBO. And, and, and you know, right. this is, this, my 80s kids will remember this. My 80s and 90s kids, like, you know, HBO, it used to be, like, a big deal. Like, yo, if you had HBO and you're going to yeah. watch a movie on HBO and the yeah. thing comes on. and I it's like fights You know, on and HBO. it had, like, the intro. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're yeah. watching HBO, you know what I mean? Right. But, like... Like a flying thing goes into the somebody's home and they're like on the TV and oh my god! So watching Back to the Future on HBO, yeah, that was that that resonates. So yeah, Back to the Future probably uh, I put that up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Forrest Gump. Eh. Eh? Forrest Gump's cool, man. I'm not, I, I, I can't, I really I can't like Forrest, Forrest Gump. I think it's in my top five. That's cool. My, my top all-time movie though, I think, is Green Mile. Oh, I love Green Mile. That's oh, my shit, man. Deep cut. You fuck with that? I fuck with Green Mile. I, I wouldn't say it's in my top Mine, five. But I yeah. like Shawshank Redemption better than oh, Green Mile. Oh, Shawshank is... Yeah, yeah. that's close to... And I like Dances with Wolves. is one of my favorite Yo, movies ever. Yeah, I saw that shit in the theater. So that's like I, three and a half hours. Yeah, I was yeah. young. But it was, it was good, too. though. Yeah. That's a good movie. We could get that. we could get busy all day. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm don't get me. I mean, I'm just going to say don't get me started, but you got me started. Um... Not, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, you got to see True Romance, Tone. It's, 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 it's an old dope. movie? Yeah. True it's like from that era. Um, it's like from like that Pulp Fiction era, man. Yeah. Where like well, Fiction, that's another What you would call it is involved in the screenplay. Yeah, uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Tarantino, one of his first ones. Yeah. What's it about? No spoiler, but like, what's it about? <laughs> it's crazy. This dude that works at a comic book store, and he meets a chick in the they movie theater. but spree. The, his boss bought him a chick and he didn't know that and she shows up and he thinks he just randomly met her and they fall in love and it goes on this crazy story after that he goes to get her stuff from her pimp and it goes oh, it's nuts shit. It's, it's off nuts. the rails bro. it's off the hook bro it's crazy i meant to watch it's that. got brad pitt dennis hopper uh uh what's dude's name christian slater dennis hopper's bugged out too what's the yeah. other dude's name the uh the sicilian dude uh I can't think of it. The, he plays the best role. He comes in and kills the one. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Remember. It's crazy. Christopher Walken. Um, oh, yeah, he's in it too. It's yeah. got some stars in it. It's what, crazy. Y'all fuck with Donnie Darko? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Michael Rappaport's in it. Rappaport. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. About that. yeah, Donnie Darko's a classic too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Young Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what then, about uh, No Country for Old Or No Country for uh, yeah. Old Men? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. that one's cool. That one's um, cool. I don't know, man. I'm really in the, uh, like, basically, like, the way... Okay, so you know how they got all the Marvel movies now, and mm -hmm. comic book movies are pretty, pretty much, like, the biggest shit? Mm -hmm. That was, like, what I was waiting for as a kid. Like, if right. I was, like, 12 years old right now, That'd be you know shit, what I'm saying? Right. Or if those movies, w we could have those movies at that capacity, like, when I was 12, you know? Yeah. I would have been, like, eh! <laughs> you know? So, that's, uh, I hope that sound isn't gonna you good. be terrible. You know what I'm saying? But, um... <laughs> um but yeah, I, uh, man, you know, Infinity War, the Avengers joint, that's yeah. jumping up my list pretty quick, man. I, I, I can't, I can't even lie. I've just been putting that on when I get home after the show. Yeah. Like just when I'm just around the house, like that's my go-to. Like right. it's, it's two out, two and a half hours long. By the time it's over, I'm usually tired enough to go to sleep. You know? <laughs> right. So I'll just yeah. be like, yo, that's a joint though. I like the Deadpool movies too. They're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Deadpool is cool too. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm real, uh. I was more into the X-Men, you know, Avengers, yeah. Avengers were, like, not very cool back in the day with yeah. the comics, you know? And so I'd like to see some better X-Men movies. Yeah. But, um, if you could be any superhero, who would you be? Man, I don't know. I'd really have to think on that. I know a lot about superheroes, man. Yeah, that's so, why I asked. I know, but that's, like, a tough decision. Um, right. I mean, I guess I always, I, 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 I'm sure most people probably say this, but uh, I don't know. Spider Man would be really cool, just because yeah. he's got really cool powers. But he's also see now we're getting into mega nerd territory because I'm I'm thinking about like, well he has a spider sense and you know I wouldn't want all that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Off the top, I'll say Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. How about you, with <clears throat> Either Wolverine or that's tough. Like you said, yeah. I just personally liked Wolverine as a kid the most. But either Wolverine or Superman. Yeah. I say Batman. I like Batman. 
He doesn't really have any powers, but he's got a billion dollars, man. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's... And that's, he's, all, and he's that's got all that cool shit, though, so, like, yeah. all those gadgets. Man, Batman was always the coolest to me. Yeah, man. Batman... Like, okay, I liked Batman when I was a kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. a lot, you know what I mean? But as I've grown older, I'm kind of like, man... Why does billionaire think he know what's better for everybody? It's just another billionaire that thinks he knows what's good for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You think Bruce Wayne would have voted for Trump? <laughs> I don't think Bruce Wayne votes. Nah. Right. Nah, I don't think Bruce Wayne votes. But um, I think he probably would have donated to... Nah, nah, man. Because Bruce, Bruce Wayne is like... He's for the people, man. Yeah, he's for the people. But at the same time, he's still a billionaire who thinks he knows what's good for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I think he would probably donate to some good causes like maybe even donate to some good candidates you know i don't know man i don't know i'm just i'm i'd like to think that i'd like like to think that you know batman would do the right thing but i'm also just kind of like it's just another rich guy man (laughs) just another rich guy out here yeah man all right so yo let's talk about jimmy's quest all right like where you are today but you're not from here. You're from New York. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah. thought it was like, yo, is this, that sounds like a cool game. Jimmy's you know, Quest. Jimmy's it, Quest. It does. It does. Playing it, does. it on Xbox later. Um, <laughs> so, yo, born and raised in New York. Yeah, and uh, all over the state, man. Um, uh, so, did the majority of my growing up in, like, the Albany area. So, like, upstate. Okay. And then... Uh, so, Albany, for, so for people who don't know, that's, that's north? That's just about two hours north of New York City. Okay. So, um... Yeah, so I went to, uh, and I moved around the state a lot as a kid. Um, I went to high school in the Rochester area, which is north of Albany, so further upstate, kind of west, yep. nor- northwest, uh, kind of an hour south of Buffalo. Let's put okay. it that way, okay? Okay. So then I went to college right outside of Buffalo in a small town, and that was uh, boring. And, uh, and is that where you got the name Jimmy Two Times from those where I, roommates? That's where I got the name Jimmy okay. Two Times from those college roommates. Yeah. So you weren't DJing at this point. Well, I was I was DJing, but I just didn't have like uh, I started DJing like at the end of high school. Okay. It was a thing where like a friend of mine and I had um, we watched uh, we watched a VHS tape of the 1992. This wasn't in '92. But we watched this tape. It was from, uh, it was a battle video of uh, the Superman New Music Seminar battle from 92, right? Maybe it was 91. I can't remember. But the guy who won was this dude, DJ 8-Ball. Okay. And he was famous for doing these, like, tone play routines where he would have, like, a tone uh, playing on on one record right it would just be like a continuous tone and he would mess with the pitch control to create a melody right okay so he was like one of the first dudes to do this and and what was really cool about it and what what made me and and that was what made me want to get involved in djing was the battle element i was like oh this is tight like you know because um and so i saw that and it was like a thing where you know people don't know because dj battles aren't like this anymore yeah but back in like you know the early 90s you know uh you've seen what what mc battles look like you've seen the energy and and you know all the um explosiveness of that mm-hmm. well that's what dj battles used to be like way back in the day that's what juice was q was going exactly, to battle mm-hmm. exactly and that's mm-hmm. actually what it was like yeah so um and juice was one of those movies that made me go oh shit and that and then when i watched those battle videos i was like oh okay so it was right, like you know right. There's all these banners for the Source magazine, you know what I yeah, mean? It was yeah. like some hip-hop shit, man, you know? And it was like, so so fools are up there battling, dissing each other, you know, dissing with the records. And the energy level was like the same as it would have been at like a modern MC battle. or Nice. Would have seen, you know what I mean? It was just like people were, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like, you know, somebody drops a good diss on another DJ. I mean, the crowd goes nuts. I mean, it was just, and so seeing that, it was like, whoa, this yeah. is like kind of, Flip my lid, you know? So I was just like... Uh, we picked up a pair of turntables, me and my homie Matt. And uh, they were just like this really shitty pair of Gemini, Gemini. turntables, man. And, and, and the they belts? were so difficult to use. They, weren't, they were direct-driven. They weren't belt-driven. Okay. But 
I think they were the Gemini, if I remember correctly, they were the Gemini DD-50s. Okay. Right? And the DD-50, and, and it was like a thing where, you know, we kind of just went halves, kept them at his house, and we bought like a shitty little mixer at this like, you know, sound equipment store. And uh, yeah, and we tried to like, I was like, how do these guys do this? It, at the time, it seemed like DJing was like impossible. Like people that were good at it, at DJing, it seemed like, how, how can we get good at this? Because the turntables were so bad. Like, there were such shitty turntables that, like, you had to, like, push the thing to make it go. You know yeah. what I mean? The motor wasn't catching it. It wasn't like on Tech 12s. And, and we didn't know anything about it. It wasn't like there was the internet at this time. This was the late 90s. You know what I mean? So we were just kind of going by what the guy at the shop told us, yeah. what, our, what our friends who actually knew something about rap and DJing told us, which was few and far between. Right. And it was... Um, you know, it was just a different era. It was just like, so, um, when I got into college, I bought my own set of decks. Um, I just saved up and I bought like, you know, they, they used to be this catalog. Uh, now it's, now it's a website, but there used to be this catalog for this place, Music Factory, right? Yeah. And, uh, they had all the equipment. And so I saved up for like this, like package, right? And it was like, Oh, these BDI turntables. That was the one they were called. BDI. That was the company. BDI. I never heard nice. of them after that. But BDI <laughs> made these affordable turntables. They had a starter package, and they they included a mixer that had a four bank sampler. And I was like, "Wow, this mixer got a sampler in it too." I'm set up like this. Is... <laughs> and so I was like looping things, and I was like, "Yeah." So, you uh, remember how much the package cost back then? Man. I want to say like 800 bucks, okay. like I saved up, you know, and uh, maybe not, maybe, I think it was more like five, because it was like, by t yeah, it was like cheap by today's standards, but, um, but yeah, Tech 12s back then were like only 450, 500 bucks a pair, or not a pair, uh, a deck, and, uh, but that was a lot, like, you know, yeah. 800 bucks for a pair of techs, I mean, I'm not going to make that happen as a college kid, you know what I'm saying, um, and so... I started gigging with these, you know, shitty BDI turntables. I bought, like, I had no idea what I was doing. I, had, I bought, like, a guitar amp to power speaker. Like, it was just, it was a mess. You yeah. Know? You remember your first gig? <laughs> I do, man. It was a house party. Um, and it was just these kids that were like, oh, you got turntables? You're a DJ? I want to DJ my party? I'm like, yeah. I got, like, you know, maybe 50 records, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I like went to drove to Buffalo, you know, went to the record, went to a record store in Buffalo, New York, and uh, just grabbed like a bunch of shit, you know. And I think, and there was this other kid down the hall from me who had like a bunch of trance records. I was like, "Yo, man, bring your records." Yeah. I don't know if I could fill this whole this whole party, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like this disjointed, like, "Oh, okay, here's some Eminem, and then this kid's gonna play some trance music." And you know, it was fun though. I remember it being fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was my first gig. It was a house party in Fredonia, New York. Shout wow. out to SUNY Fredonia, where I went to college, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, man. Word, word. So you kept gigging throughout kept college? Kept gigging, uh, kept doing it in college. I mean, honestly, man, it was just kind of a hobby. I didn't really think it was going to be a job until I came to Minnesota. It was a very, um, it seemed like kind of a fluke, man. It was just like, okay, uh... You know, I didn't. I didn't really know where I was at. I was just in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York, mm -hmm. um, finishing up college, and you know, my friends were down in Brooklyn. Like the the, the friends who had graduated before me, they were like, "Yo, come live in Brooklyn. You can sleep on my couch." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, y'all are all struggling though. Like, I'm gonna go to Minnesota because my my family moved out here." That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Okay, so your family moved to Minnesota. my my parents. Yeah, my my parents and my sister moved to. Um, St. Paul in 99. Yeah, what, 99. What brought the mothers with? A uh, uh, job. Okay. So my stepdad um, got a different job, and that brought them out here. And, you know, I didn't even come out here until, like, 2000-something, man. I, I was I was back east doing my thing. And then once I finished up college, I came out here. What did you think of it when you got here? <clears throat> uh, I thought it was nice, man. I was like, I didn't really know what to expect, you know. Um, all I knew was, like, the Midwest and you yeah. know, I think in you know in in on the East Coast, there's just mad stereotypes about the Midwest. I mean, everywhere in the Midwest is cow country, and you know, right, and, right, and I right. see it I a think lot. It's all farms, and yeah, shit. they do, and and I see it a lot when I go back and visit my family back east. You know, they they uh, people who are in like 
uh, Albany, New York, where it's just like, you know, I mean, let's keep it 100. There's not a lot going on in Albany, New York. Um, and they'll be like, oh, what do you guys do out there? And be like, <laughs> go to sporting events, you know, go to concerts, do, you know, right. side city shit, because there's actually a lot popping out there. Like, yeah, right. Like, we have all the major sports franchises, like. Right. We're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, but, you know, I had the same misconceptions. So I was like, ah, I want to go out to Minnesota. <laughs> and then I came out here. I was like, oh, it's actually, like, kind of popping out here and, like, cool. And, like, there's, like, businesses in the storefronts and shit, which is more than can be said for, like, you know, Buffalo in that era. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I thought it was cool. And then I got, um, I just met uh, some other DJs. Uh, one of them was uh, Plano Bill, who I ended up. Yeah. Uh, partnering with years later to uh, make a cool party. and um, But me and DJ Abilities from IDA yeah. Abilities. Shout out Abilities. Yeah, shout out, shout out my guy Max. Uh, we became homies. Um, and uh, it was basically a thing where he was like, hey, man, you know, you're really good at this. You should, like, think about making this your job. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, damn, well, I never even really thought about that. I, was, I went to school for English, you know. I was trying to just either be a writer or... Um, either be a writer or uh yeah i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do so yeah yeah so you came out here saw it was popping liked yeah. it met up some, with some other djs yeah. they were like yo you should really do this yes so then you decided to just like fuck it i'm gonna go for it uh yeah but i mean in kind of like a misguided way because i had been um i kind of just dove in and did it kind of a backwards way like if you're gonna do that like you gotta have like some some kind of foundation like i did it kind of just a really i was like okay i'm a full-time dj now but like i didn't really have anything going on you yeah. know what i mean i was just like yeah i'm dj as uh you know and it's like well you gotta build up to that you can't just so all the young djs who are just like i'm gonna be a dj well like keep your day job and build up your shit you know what i'm saying yeah, like right. i was a moron don't be like me but it ended up all right i'm here i'm still here you know yeah but uh but yeah um yeah yeah so did you start like opening up for other DJs when they had like a club night or like how did you really like um, get moving? I got on a lot. Um, I wasn't in the clubs real heavy at first, man, because it's I, I was just kind of like I was brought in through those those cats like the RSE cats and them and so that was kind of like how I saw things here. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like that's where i was i was like oh so i just kind of like stayed in that lane but i still i was trying to do me you know what i mean i was like i like i used to i know i used to get heat from people because i'd be playing at these more indie um oriented shows you know and i'd be playing like you know uh little john records or paul wall and mike jones yeah. when they were hot you know what i mean and it's just like you know that wasn't what people were used to hearing at um some boom bap shit you know what i mean right. right so uh you know but where i come from i think another thing and I, I didn't add this in but early on uh back in 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 the upstate part of new york i used to dj at a lot of raves because it wasn't like a rap scene really yeah. but i would get booked at raves because they were like oh you play in the hip-hop room or whatever you know and um you know that's a dance oriented thing so my my a lot my, a lot of my background is making people dance first and foremost yeah you know so coming into like a rap, uh, like a show atmosphere, I'm coming up and I'm playing dance of your records and people are like, ah, you know, so I just, but I kept doing that. And, um, yeah, I did a lot of stuff with the, uh, the indie rap scene here in Minnesota. And then I got into the club lane and, um, then I just started doing my own parties after that. Cause I was just like, well, how about I just do my own stuff? Yeah. Do exactly what I want. Right. Right. Perfect. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, didn't you, did you move back out? I did. I was in New York again. Um, just, man, uh, <laughs> I had a girl out there. I had, like, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, it just seemed like the move at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, everything worked out. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was... Uh, I think I probably just would have stuck around Minnesota if I could do it again, quite honestly, though. Yeah. Yeah, because, like... When you when you went back out there, how long did you live in New York? The second uh, time? I was out there for like a little over a year. Like it wasn't long. And you were you in know, Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. And um, 
Were you it, still DJing out there? I was. I was DJing quite a bit. Um, it was like, uh, well, because I did the Cryfy thing here. Like, myself and Plano Bill, we started like... So Cryfy was before you went back to New York? Yes. Cryfy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. Cryfy happens... Yeah, let's talk about that. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, too. yeah, yeah. So yeah, how, did sure. that, how did that come about? Well, Cryfy was a thing where... So myself and I mentioned my guy Plano Bill. So him and I kind of were in that same indie rap scene, rhyme sayers, yep. whatever. And... Um, so we um, we always used to collab and do like a four turntable thing, and we were trying to like do this like really cool, really intricate four turntable mix and just like push that. Yeah. Two DJs, two guys DJing at the same time like a live mixtape. That's what we were going for, right? And so um, we got a residency at this spot, which is now the Exchange, uh, <laughs> which which is funny. Yeah. But uh, back then it was called Foundation. Right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Shout so, out to Beecher and Zach. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Devious One, what up? So uh, they um, they hired us to do like some nights, and we ended up on Saturdays on and off. Like sometimes we were doing the early sh shift, sometimes we were doing the late shift, and uh, we just kind of started whiling, like just doing kind of like the just what we liked. I mean, club records, but you know, we were just like. I used to come through. I mean, you were at yeah. Foundation back in the day. With. So we were just trying to do something a little different. And then that club closed. And we pitched kind of an idea to First Ave. And it was funny because we were like, okay, well, First Ave is going to give us three months to make something happen. So if we can make something happen in three months, pop it off, you know, get some people in the door, they'll give us the night indefinitely. And we were like, but we need a name. What the fuck are we going to call this thing? Yeah. Our, our party at Foundation was called Party and Bullshit because we were both big you know notorious yeah. fans you know yeah. what I mean so um, <clears throat> we didn't want to keep that name because we wanted to start over and rebrand it rebrand it and we were just kind of like we honestly didn't think it was going to last we thought the three months was going to give out and we'll move on to something else yeah. so it was like what are we going to call this uh, I don't know uh, we play crunk music we play hyphy music let's just combine <laughs> the two and get cryfy you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so it's just so funny because we legit like just thought it was going to be like a you know, fly by night kind of deal, you know, and, um, get crazy. Yeah, man. And then, and then, uh, we did, we did the first, the, the first one. I remember, I think there was 80 people there and, um, you know, three years later we were selling out the first half main room. That's so amazing. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was bugged out. Um, and it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done as far as like just my, in terms of my DJ career, like throwing, doing cool stuff like yeah. cryfy. Like that's that was pretty great, um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of became a destination for people to come listen to like new cool rap and hear a really good DJing yep. once a month. And and that ladies showed up to that event a lot. I'll put that out there. We yeah. would go there because there'd be some baddies in the building. And that was like you know, and and it's funny, man, because I um, and first half was kind of uh, not that strict about smoking the yes. herbals then at yes. that time either yeah you could really like have a good time at that yeah party. we love crappy <laughs> our whole team long do supported that shit you guys did you guys and we, we had you perform at a bunch yeah, of them definitely too. um yeah the, the anniversary parties those were always really fun i remember uh and so yeah man we just kind of we were just trying to put on for the city and make like a fun event and it was just kind of like there wasn't a there wasn't a hip-hop radio station in the city at that time no so we kind of put it on ourselves like yo this is where you can come to listen to cool new hip hop, right? Like we're gonna put yeah, you yeah. onto this shit. You okay. Know, so, all right. We just gotta bust a move. Cool. I man. gotta bust a move before I go. Though I wanna ask um, you. This is way off track. Hey. I see you rocking Air Maxes over there, which yes. happens to be my weakness. <laughs> it is one of my, uh, my, my one of my few addictions. But um, for sure, if you were to have a go-to sneaker, like your childhood dream sneaker, or, yes. or what is it? What's your go-to sneaker? Man. Um, I would say, and I mean, maybe this is cliche, but uh, Jordan 3s, man. I really like the 3s. I like the 4s out of that yeah. Jordan era, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I just, the 3s just always look the cleanest to me. Yeah, they're and, hard. Um, I think uh, I never had a pair of the black cements, so. I just got one of those. I mean, so uh, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I've been... Uh, I'm definitely going to pick up a pair at some point, but um, maybe maybe for the winter, you know what I mean? That's a beautiful shoe. Um, yeah. I like the, I, you know, I like the ones that are, like, a lot more streamlined that a lot of people don't necessarily go for. Right. Like, I like the, I like the Cyber Mondays. You know what I mean? I liked the, 
the wool. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so I just that's what I like about the threes is that they just look really clean and you can put them on just a, a one solid colorway and they'll still they'll still rock. So plus they're black. Which is Jimmy? I always tease Jimmy like, yo, if you go to your closet, you open it up, is it just like all black? Pretty much, Pretty man. Much. Black t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got a gray shirt on today. You know, yeah, what I mean, that's my go. It up. The, well, that's like the uniform, the Jimmy uniform. You know These are saying? coming out next Ooh, week. What? I think they're coming out on Thursday. I'm what not sure. Those? Some threes. The fly knits, though. Wow. Got those are like threes? those yeah. are like a better version of the Cyber Mondays, dude. Those are hard. They're coming out this week, I think. Bro. See, I have all the apps on my phone. Yeah, Push yeah, button. Yeah. If I touch the next button, I can buy it. Right. I got to be careful with these apps, Dude. man. <laughs> I get addicted fast. Oh, it's already sold out, actually. Yeah. See, sneakers and... Uh, See, I fuck with the fly knits, no leather. Yeah, fly knits. Those are hard. Yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah, shout out to Jimmy two times. I'm sorry I got to dip out early. So good, man. Oh, man. I'm I'm glad I, thank you for having I'm me. I'm going to listen to the rest of the podcast because I'm... I like your story, and like I said, I've been seeing you around for ten years or so around yeah, here. Man. Keep going, man. You got a, you got a, you're a tastemaker of our city, and Thank it's you, important man. that we let each other know. I appreciate that. Know, Same, bro. Same. Definitely, yeah, I appreciate man. it too. Respect. Talk to you soon, brother. Oh, man. Thanks yeah. for having tone, me, tone them out, my okay, people. Bro. I got to bail out. I'll be back next episode. Hey. <laughs> I wish. All right, guys. I had it, you, bro. Thanks again, man. Yes. Shout out to Big Wiz, man. Yeah, man. That's the big homie. He's been... The he, mayor. Uh, him, and, uh, him and Tony Bones, man, they, they put on at uh, Get Crikey a couple times. Man. Yeah. They were performed at our anniversaries. I mean, yeah, we had a string of them in the main room there, and they were always a part of it. So. Yeah, were, were. So, so back to the Get Crikey. Um, so yeah. you guys had a nice run. What was what was the reason for ending that? Did you guys just have... You know, you wanted to go separate ways, or you yeah, just... You know, th I couldn't give you like a really concrete reason, man. It was just kind of like, you know, we were all just kind of on different paths at a certain point. You yeah. know, uh, the four of us, you know, when we got together, well, originally when we got together, it was just Bill and myself, you know, yep. uh, DJ Fundo and DJ Last Word came into the fold probably about two years into the party. They had been, I mean, they were our guys. I mean, yeah. Fundo and I were roommates when Cryfy started, you know, Drew, uh, Last Word and I, uh, were roommates at, at 1.2, um so uh so you know it was it was a thing where we brought them in to just kind of compliment what Bill and I were doing because they wanted to you know up their DJ and do more four turntable stuff and um you know Bill uh was out on the road doing a lot of stuff with with various rappers I mean he DJed for like POS for for a while when Cryfy was first going on yeah. So I didn't just want to be in there by myself, so we wanted to bring some homies in. We'd have guest DJs, but we wanted to make a more consistent thing, so we brought in Fundo and sure. Last Word. And, um, yeah, man, uh, so we had a good run, and um, it was mainly like... Uh, I'm kind of trailing off, so... Uh, no, you, you So I was just saying, so there really wasn't like a definitive moment that ended Get Cryfy. No, I would say it was more like... Um, everybody's careers just kind of developed in different ways where we couldn't, we just couldn't make it happen anymore. You know, getting us all in the same room yeah, was kind of getting difficult. So, um, just with everybody's, you know, tour schedule and gig schedule. Right. Um, you know, I, I turned to like more corporate stuff. So I kind of like just played the back. I ended up just, uh, doing a lot of stuff for Target and yeah. just like, you know, I got a lot of uh, corporate clients that I just do low-key stuff for, you know, yeah. and I just kind of was off the radar for a little minute doing, you know, some stuff around town. Um, the other guys were just very uh, involved with their, um, you know, the, the acts that they DJ for. Yeah. Um, whether it be, you know, Prof or, or, or Atmosphere or Brother Ali. And, you know, that, that wasn't my lane. I'm just more of a... Um, not not to say that I wouldn't DJ for um, an act, but it's just uh, my thing has just been more my own DJ stuff. Yeah, you know, throwing parties, um, stuff like that. Yeah, mixes. Yeah, so get Cryfy comes to an end. Do you yeah. decide to move back to Brooklyn? Uh, well, no, it actually no. Uh, uh, get Cryfy still was going strong when I moved to Brooklyn. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it was okay. a thing where, and we were actually trying to get a New York chapter going for a little second. But uh, that didn't pan out. <laughs> um, but uh, it was... Um, no, Cryfy was going strong. I used to fly back uh, every other month 
Okay. Because okay. it was still popping as fuck. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I moved back and then we started doing a lot more like festival type stuff. Like we, we still did the monthly party, but we started getting booked for, you know, like Summerfest in Milwaukee or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So we'd go and do, or like the, the, uh, summer on the rocks at red rocks you know yeah. what i mean so we'd go do these big huge you know six to ten thousand people yeah type joints you know what i mean so that was really cool the rhyme Sayers guys would bring us out on a lot of That's those cool. type of shows so yeah it was cool the dynamic was a little bit different because it was like you know we're playing music that maybe isn't necessarily in that crowd's lane like sometimes we would get some resistance from people some pushback yeah. but then once you get it lit i mean it doesn't matter you know what i mean so yeah uh, so we did that, and then um, really, man, it was just a thing where we were we decided to end the monthly party, and then after we decided to end the monthly party, you know, things just kind of fell by the wayside. You know okay. what I mean? We were just kind of like, we'd still get together for like big events, but it was a thing where it was a lot to maintain, you know? I mean, making sure that everybody is aware of what you're doing, and you know, I mean, it was a thing where, what, what is the, what's the saying? I don't know. What do they say? You don't want to rather burn out than fade away? Is that what it is? Or is it the other way around? I don't know. Rather fade away than burn out, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But we just wanted to end the shit before <laughs> it wasn't tight anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, end on a high note, end right? End on a high note, man. You know? So when we were going out, it was just kind of like, yeah, let's like, you know, do the best parties we can. And I think that club DJing is not for everybody as we age you know what I mean mm -hmm. I still like being in the club I still like playing for people um but you know that's not for everybody yeah because sometimes being around drunk people every weekend and fielding requests and you know this and that it's not for everybody so I get it yeah it, it, it can get old I imagine yeah so um alright so you're out in Brooklyn yeah so what what made you decide to come back to Minnesota then full time um <laughs> uh, the toxic relationship that I was in. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the honesty, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm an honest guy. You know, what can I say? Um, I was, uh, you know, it just wasn't... I can't blame it all on that. It was just, uh, it was a better look for me to be out here, man. Sure. You know, I mean, the, everything that I, Cryfy was still popping. I mean, it just made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, me being there, I mean, I, I just like, it was the same the kind of thing I said before. I was just like, yeah, here I am, I want to do this, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, well, maybe I didn't plan this so well, you know what I mean? But the, that's the way it happens sometimes, you know right. what I'm saying? So you learn from that. And, uh, but yeah, that's what brought me back. It was just like, man, you know what? Um, instead of trying to, you know, force it out here, I already got this popping. I mean, the main reason I went out there was for a girl. Don't move for a girl. <laughs> Don't move for a girl. And Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Or a relationship in general. Okay. Yeah. Just don't. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it went down. So, yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, so who you are now, I want to definitely talk about the radio stuff, but you had some radio experience prior to go radio a little bit right uh, a tiny bit i had a um i did a college radio show okay it wasn't like you know it was just me doing my best impression of you know what i thought radio was supposed to sound like what is it what is it can we get in it can we get oh, that oh man uh Oh man, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember some of the stupid shit I said. I think I can remember the call letters. Like, what was it? It was like, nah, because I'll start going into not, I'll start going into go radio shticks. So I was just like, it'll be too much crossover. Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can think of something though. Yeah. Because I, I was definitely like trying to do my best. Because I was on at night. I was playing rap. I was like, ah uh, man, I can't remember. I th I said something really stupid like. Like, yeah, that was new. I don't even know who was new back then. Oh, that was Ghetto Superstar from Proz. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's check out something new from Jigga What, Jigga Who, Jigga Jay-Z, y'all. WCVF. 
Probably something like there that. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you just, that was a really short stint like you had, you just did in college. I did that like my, maybe my <laughs> freshman year. Basically, man, <laughs> I just told, I like, I said I was, I applied for the job of hip hop director of the radio station. Yeah. And like, no one really cared. They're just like, yeah, you want to be hip hop director? You're hip hop director. You know what I mean? The guy, basically the guy who was hip hop director before me, his name was Keneath and he schooled me on a lot of stuff actually. But he left and he's like, hey man, you should just apply to this because you can get all the labels to send you all the new records. Mm. And I was like, oh, bet. Like, that's, I'm a hip hop director. What up? You know? Yeah. So I would just call the labels and be like, yeah, we need new, uh, we need new copies of all the promos, you know, and I'd just take all the records. And yeah. then I would go in, I stole so many records from that place. <laughs> I. I <clears throat> Statute of limitations is expired. So you oh, yeah, they don't care. Come get me, WCBF. What up? <laughs> I got all those 12. Years. So, um, yeah, they uh, they did this thing where they had this library, too, of just all these old records. And I got some I got some joints out of that. Yeah. yeah. You still got them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got some good ones. So but you they have, like, WCVF written all over them, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, ah, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, so you were basically getting free records to build your DJ collection, so yes. when you're out doing parties, yes. you got all the new stuff. Exactly, and that was the whole thing. So, you know, I, I my radio experience was getting the job so I could get free shit. There you, you know go. What I mean, a little different than... Hey, you, know, uh. you got to work it out, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> All right, all right. So, you've continued to progress, and now this latest chapter with Go Radio. Let's talk about that, man. It's a whole new world, man. So, yeah, that's um, that sort of came out of nowhere. That was very unexpected. It was just a thing where um, uh, DJ Bonix and I yeah. uh, have a lot of mutual friends in the DJ community, like the nationwide DJ community. Yeah. And so... Which, uh, how did you end up meeting Bonix? Through uh, a mutual DJ friend of ours, Mike2600. Yeah, shout out Mike2600. Yeah, burlesque sure. design, fucking one of the best. Designed all the Cryfy Flyers, by the way. Yeah. Mike26. Yeah. So, um, he... He hit me up and he was like, hey man, uh, this friend of mine, Brandon from Philly is moving here. He's going to be on the radio. He's a really good DJ. He's Wiz Khalifa's DJ. Yeah. I, you know, I think you guys would really get along. You both smoke a lot of weed. You both like, you know, rap and, yeah. you know, dorky comic shit. And I was like, bet. I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's link up. And so Mike was like, yo, I'm having a, a barbecue last 4th of July. He was like, I'm having a barbecue 4th of July. Come through. Yep. It's going to be DJ you know all the dj homies so i was like cool so i went over there me and bonix met there and then we just kind of exchanged numbers figured out we lived in like pretty close to one another like he was in loring park i was in south side yeah and we were just kind of like you know not that far and so um you know he was just like yeah i'm new to town i don't know anybody you want to like scratch records and smoke weed and i was like (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I do at home anyway, so yeah, let's do it. So we just connected on that level and then um, and then just started DJing some parties a little bit. And uh, yeah, Bonix is like my brother, man. Like we just yeah, like really shout out to Bonix, man. Yeah, man. He's just a solid, solid human being, man. Just like, Work. you know, just like... He's got good energy. Good energy, just always trying to help people, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and, and sees the best in people, which is something that I struggle with sometimes and I really... Um, that's that's a really good thing to have going for you. So basically, him and I just became really close friends, and he was met, he was just like, man, I want to get you like on the radio DJing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to DJ on the radio. And so the whole the whole hosting thing wasn't even a thing. I yeah. Mean, this was this was a thing where they came, uh, they were like, you know, let's let's do let's have you on the mix show. Let's do like an hour of mixing a week. Yeah. So when I got hired to go in like late January or whatever it was of this year. The whole idea was that I was just going to DJ for like an hour on Saturday night, right? And so there was this situation where they needed someone to fill like four hours on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. And Bonix was like, yo, you know, you're a really good storyteller. You know, your voice, you know, you got a, you got a decent voice. Like, how would you feel about holding down four hours on Sunday just till we find somebody? And I said, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Just a new new thing to learn, you know? And so, I remember it was right after Dre Day. It was the Sunday after Dre Day. And that was my first radio show. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And so, I was just kind of in there doing my Sunday show. 
And then um, Mr. Peter Parker, shout out to Mr. Peter Parker. Yeah, shout out Pete. I got a phone call from him like the last week of March. And he was just like, hey, man, how would you feel about hosting weeknights? And I was like, mm, what? What? Yeah. You know? And he's like, yeah, the bosses have been listening to your show on Sunday. And they really like what you're doing. And they think that uh, you'd be good in the weeknight slot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And you had only been doing the Sunday show for like a, a couple of weeks, right? A couple weeks. Yeah. A couple yeah. weeks. And so, um, so yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I was floored by that. I was just kind of like, well. I mean, it was, it was awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I was like, wow. So after the first week, I remember the first week I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? I was like super geeked. And then the second week, I remember it started to set in like, oh shit, this is like, this is a lot of pressure, man. (laughs) And I was just like, ah, so, but then, you know, as I, as I learned it and I was, you know, after a few weeks of being in there, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You learn really fast. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Because you're in there every day. And if you don't, if you don't keep up, you're just going to sound like shit every day. Exactly. So, and, uh. And yeah, you've been a, you, I mean, you, Tone, Twin City Tone trained me. I did. At the radio station. I did, I did. Taught me everything I know over here. Well, so, come on, man. Yeah, dude, good teacher, so thank you for that. For and, sure, um, man. I mean, you learn really fast, though. Like, thank you, man. And you already had it, I mean, you know, you've been DJing forever, so it's like, you, you know how to talk, and you got a good voice. It was just kind of learning a few of the technical things, but you yeah. kind of already had that down, too, from the DJ stuff. I mean, a lot of that, I feel like, crosses over, you know what I mean, similar skill sets, so... Yeah. I think it's, well, it's it's just like an understanding of like timing and like how things fit together. And I think like just my history of like making mixtapes and stuff like that, yeah. I think it's just contributed to, you know, I just, I look at it as like every show is like a mixtape and I'm just producing a tight mixtape. That's, you know I mean? yeah, so that's real. The vocal breaks are here. The songs come in here. Yep. There's a little commercial break to let you know yep. where the money's coming from. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, we go, we go in. So, yeah. Word. 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 So, what would you say, um, like, what is, like, the the biggest thing that you've learned from the whole radio experience so far? Uh, that the Twin Cities is a lot bigger than I ever thought it was. Yeah. Right. Um, that we, uh, we get caught up in our own circles really easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, this is a smaller, it's a small city. I mean, if you, you there's, it's always just... I feel like it's not six degrees of separation. There's like three degrees of separation. Here. That's you that's ac- that's accurate. Yeah. But at the same time, there's way more going on than you ever think. And I, I feel like in our little music community, sometimes you know we get tunnel vision and we don't you know see the whole picture. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really easy to get caught up in that. I mean, I was thinking that on the way here, man. I'm like, yo, I live in South Minneapolis. We're in South St. Paul right now. Right. Know, I never get over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a whole ton of people that live over here right and they don't know anything about south minneapolis right you know what i mean so it's the same thing when you're on the radio there's people calling in yeah you know they don't know what's going on in your in your neighborhood but they know what's going on in their neighborhood right and that's just like you know you don't you don't get a, a sense of it when you're when you're locked into kind of a um you know a closed music community or, or yeah you know kind of a, a clicky kind of uh kind of vibe you know what i'm saying and i think it's gotten better but like like growing up in the Twin Cities, like me being from St. Paul, yep. it used to be, it was almost like two gangs, like St. Paul and Minneapolis. It was so clicked up. And like, I mean, it was to the point like, yo, you can't really get caught over there if you're a St. Paul dude, like, or, or vice versa. Like, all oh, the dudes from Minneapolis, what is he doing over here? Like, it was like that. It was weird. And, um, like, still to this day, I don't really know my way around Minneapolis all that well. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I live in Minneapolis now. Mm-hmm. But just when I grew up in St. Paul, it was just St. Paul everything. Right. Rarely was I in Minneapolis. Right. You know what I mean? It was just, it's weird, man. And I feel like that's, you know, I definitely saw that because when I, and and that always stuck out to me too. I was always like, to me, it's the same city. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. People come from out of town. They're like, it's just one big city, right. but it's like, but it's not. But it's though. not. And I get that because it's like, it's like some Brooklyn Queens shit or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but I think on, uh, oh, I think your thing might have stopped. Um, but, um, I think it's, it's, man, I don't know. It's kind of like, 
Yeah, that always stuck out to me. But then, I don't know, like, I remember my friends, like, uh, the people who, because, cause, you know, Idea and Abilities were St. Paul kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And so they would always be like, oh, yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, and, you know, Minneapolis, like, and I remember when I first moved here, I lived in St. Paul, uh-huh. and I was always like, people would be like, oh, yeah, where you stay at? I'd be like, oh, I'm over in, uh, you know, St. Paul, I'd be like, oh, they're like, oh, come on, what? <laughs> right. That's, that's what it's like. Well, I'm fucking nicer than you are on the turntables, kid, so whatever. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So I mean I think it's gotten better though over the it years. Has, it has. It's I not agree. it's not I mean it's not as uh the, the border isn't as as yeah. defined as it once was. Right. But like, yeah, that's the midway and it's over. That <laughs> definitely was a thing though back then, man. It's weird. Shots Paul, right? Shots Paul and Murderapolis. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember, man. I, I, I wasn't here for it, but I remember everybody telling me like, Oh yeah. Shots ball. It's crazy, man. So but we progress. Hell we yeah. mature. Yeah. So so what's coming up in the future for Jimmy Two Times? I mean, if they don't know already, you're on Monday through Friday. Yes. Seven to ten. And then we got the ten o'clock news mix that jumps off where you and I I'm on the board, you're on the turntables, yeah. playing all the new stuff. Yeah. Every night on Go Radio. But uh what else you got coming up, man? Oh, man, you know, just a lot of events. I'm going to be out there at Prop Outdoors 5 in September. Yeah. Um, we're going to, a big lineup for that. So, my dude Prof, you know, he's been... He's, Shout out Prof, man. Yeah, man, he's been doing it for a while. Him and I got a funny history, you know. We, we, we're we really good friends now. The first time we met, we almost got in a fist fight. So, um... <laughs> you want to talk about that story? Yeah. I got to get Prof on this podcast. Yo, you were there. Prof would kill it, man. He's, yeah. he's great. He's great. Yeah. He's a great storyteller, too. Well, uh, yeah, the thing with, that happened with that was, um... So this was back in the day, uh, like mid two thousands, I want to say, and um, it was outside the Dinky Towner to yeah. give you some. Uh, wow, some, the some Dinky Towner, yeah, man, that's the era that we're in. So we were outside the Dinky Towner, and I was I was arguing with the girl that I moved to New York with. Okay, <laughs> she from here? She from out yeah, there? She's from here. She's from here. She's from here. She went out there to go to school, and then I got. Uh, Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, me and her were arguing outside the Dinky Towner. Yep. And Prof and Roswell came up and tried to give me a flyer to their show. And I knew who they were because I had been fucking with this girl that like went to school with Prof or something. And she was trying to tell me that they were good rappers and all this. And like back in the day, they, they were terrible. So like I would, <laughs> I would go see them and I'd be like, yo... And this girl was like on another level. Like she, like I don't like to call people crazy, but like she was on another level, man. Like she was doing, like she made like this is, she made like a fake email account, at, and pretended to be a famous local rapper and was like hitting me up, pretending to be this dude to tell me that she was gonna leave me for him, but it was her. Like she was trying to, so she was like bugged out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so. She knew Prof, and she would like. So she was basically like, Wait, do it you was wanna... like a disinformation campaign, man. She was okay. like, "Oh, I I fucked this guy Jimmy two times. He talked all this kind of shit about you, blah blah blah." And then she did the same thing to him. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so she made up an email account saying she was Prof? No, not Prof. Another okay, okay, okay. Local rapper, got you, got Michelle you. Remain nameless. So, okay. um, <laughs> story for another time. Yeah. So, uh. uh so Prof and Roz come up to me, and they try to give me a flyer for this show. Yeah. And I go, I don't want your fucking flyer. <laughs> and so they were like, because I was already heated. I was yeah, you're in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah, I was like, yo, get the fuck. I don't want your fucking flyer, man. Get away from me. And so they they took they took exception to that, you know. And they were like, whoa, do we got to square up on this dude right now? They were like, yo, man, like we don't know what your problem is. And I was like, man, I'm. I got a thing going on here right now. Like, I wasn't in a good headspace, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I was just like... And and then uh, and then I think things got heated between me and Prof and Roz for a second. But then we all, like, talked it out. Like, he was like, yo, I heard about this, this, and this. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, yo, this, this chick told me this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, bro, we got to talk. And, yeah. uh, and then we just, like, squashed it right there. And he was like, yo, for, like, it was like a thing where, like, this chick had made up like a gang of crazy, crazy things about both of us to yeah. each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then we just laughed it off. I mean, you know, 
we that's my Game of Thrones buddy. We watched Game of Thrones together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where it's at now. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got Prop Outdoors coming up um, to go back to what I, what's, yeah, uh, right. And just uh, just doing the radio thing, man. Just trying to be a good radio host and uh, learn as much as I can and just keep doing this DJ thing. I got some mixes in the works that'll probably see the light of day at some point. But yeah. you know, you can hear me mix live on the radio every night at ten o'clock. So there it is, man. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, cool, so. cool. Well, yo, man, you doing your thing, Jimmy. Thank you, man. You're a grinder out here. You're working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said, uh, we're on the 10 o'clock news mix every night, 10 p.m. Go radio. Make sure you tune in. Um, sure. That's all we got, man. Let them know one more time where they can follow you. Oh, follow me at Jimmy Two Times on Twitter. Instagram, it's Jimmy Two Times MPLS. There it is. All right. If you're not already following me at Twin City Tone on all social media, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. <laughs> All right, episode 44 of the Twin City Tone Podcast in the books. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.